Why, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the dough. I got to go. Those boys had better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. So let's go ahead and dive in Genesis 17. Uh, this continues what happened with Abraham. So Abraham was chosen of God and he went into the promised land and he's kind of hanging out there. But then God made a promise to him about having a kid, but his wife apparently is barren and can't have kids. But then Abraham decides to do something. He decides to fulfill God's promise by himself. Actually, him and Sarah con conspired in this. And so Sarah gave a maidservant of hers to Abraham to marry. And then her name was Hagar. And then he ended up having Ishmael. And so now God is stepping in the middle of this. And God is more or less giving a sign for his covenant. So so. 17 kind of starts out, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. He's, God literally starts out this covenant by saying, be blameless. What, what do you take that as? So to be blameless, I would say, I, I don't know if I would put sinless in there, but to be blameless, I would say, that nobody could blame him for being unfaithful. So no, no, so one, I, like no, one could, uh, no one could point their finger and say, ha, you did this. Yeah. So like, yeah. Although, although we've already read that he messed up a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's an not interesting fault. thought. That's you what know, I was what thinking is, of. Not at fault. Not at fault. Not at fault. Okay. Yeah. To be held okay. blameless. That's an interesting thought. I like that. Okay. I love those words. You know, just single word, man. You can pull them out. So, but God here in verse five does something with Abraham's name. Yes. Yeah. Go you ahead got and jump any, off that. You got any information on that? Like, why would he do that? Like, why would he change his name? Why, why would he need to change his name? Well, I think, well, first of all, can you guys think of any other instances in Scripture when, when God's name, when God changed somebody's name? Yep. Saul to Paul. Saul to Paul. Yep. Sarai to Sarah. Later on, we find uh -huh. finding out. Abram to, to Abraham. Abraham. Mm -hmm. Okay. Many of these people usually get a name change because they're, he knows that a 
paradigm shift is going to happen in their life. Something drastic is going to change in their life, whether it be their own character, whether it be an understanding like Saul to Paul. That was, quite frankly, it wasn't his character. He already had a good character, but he understood who God was from an incorrect light. So he thought he was doing the will of God that whole time. He thought he was a good guy. You know, and he always strived to be that good guy, but eh, God was like, well, we're going to have to change your perspective here. Right. I do know, I, you know, so it, basically he changed the names for a reason. So if you research those names out, I was, I was expecting you to, you know, the whole did you know thing. So that's why I was like, well, come on, expound on it. <laughs> well, no, I got, I got something. <laughs> But um, I know the the Abram to Abraham was very prominent thing that because of the change in I can see if I can bring it up here. Well, Abram means uh, the name Abram or Abram means exalted father, but Abraham means which is just a slight verbal difference there. Uh, the father of many is what Abraham means. So he he went from the exalted father. To the to father, the of, father many, of many, because which, that's what this is. The, that's the shift that's going to be happening because he was an exalted father because he was, you know, he was the leader of the what hundreds of people that he servants and people that followed him around and correct. so forth. He was like the head priest or whatever. He was the, the head honcho of all those people. But now he's 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 shifting from being this head honcho leader dude to now he's the father of many. Abraham's a dude. The dude. Um, well, yeah, and and that's kind of what the Bible says. He's he's going to be known as the father of many nations. So he goes just from being the average Joe to, no, now he is the father of many nations. Right. So it, it jumps to a whole nother level. And I, I think that's awesome how God transitioned him from the lower to the higher and in, in giving him the name to go along with it. You were talking about blameless and it says, I have something here in notes in my, in my Bible. It says the same Hebrew term is used. This blameless word in Hebrew is used to describe the quality of a sacrificial animal. Huh? Interesting. So isn't that like, so it's talking about like, okay, so so like the lambs, for those of you who haven't heard, the lambs are supposed to be blo- uh, spotless is what, what it was. So like they're supposed to be perfectly white, no little patches of, you know, black or gray or, you know, whatever different colored wool on there. It was supposed to be a blameless or spotless lamb. So it's it's almost as though, if, if I can reference this, in the New Testament, Christ asks us to be a living sacrifice. Correct. A living sacrifice. Yeah. So it's just, I just wholly acceptable unto God. Right. I just thought that was interesting. Well, would that also be like the uh, health of the animal? Also, the what? The, the health. The, the yeah, health the of the health, animal. The also, it couldn't have any broken bones. Yeah. It couldn't have any uh, abnormalities. Um, it had to be a, uh, a, for lack of better term, a perfect lamb. But like had lamb chop, the proper quality. What's that? Like lamb, lamb chop. chop. <laughs> yeah, had to taste good. Hey, they did eat. Some they did of eat them after during they, the they sacrifice. Did. Oh my! I was talking about the TV show. You guys, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. Don't even do that. Hey, not hey. too many people lamb know about chops that. Play along. With jump on man. my. Oh. Now you got me going. <laughs> Kicking it old school. <laughs> 
So God later on comes to Abraham and he says, like during this conversation, he says, I've come to you for an everlasting covenant to be to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. So he's he's making a covenant to Abraham, not just saying like, okay, I'm your God, but he's also claiming that I will be the God of all of your children to come as well. And in there, he also, I mean, did you guys catch it about the property? Yeah. Canaan, right? Canaan. I mean, Canaan is actually technically Israel, but at this time there was no Israel. There's no nation established Israel. So it was just this this giant plot of land that was called Canaan. Now, just out of clarification purposes for me, now I know Israel is actually by Syria. Is it actually bigger than what it is nowadays, or was it still the same size? Canaan? Yeah. I think it was about the same size. Like... Although the Jews never established a border until after uh, they walked through the wilderness for 40 years. They were, you know, they were relieved from Egypt bondage, Egyptian bondage, and Moses brought them to the promised land. Moses never crossed into the promised land. But after they went into the promised land and conquered it, more or less, like took it over, and, you know, God gave them the land, now that there's, you know, a couple million people, they then they set up all the borders and established all the borders in the lands. But Israel itself, I mean, if you look at like the the actual land of Israel, I wish I wish I would have looked up the acreage on this. Uh, Israel's not very big. No, it's not. It's small. It's it's actually it's, one of the smaller yes, nations. It is. But it's a one heck of a force. <laughs> God, well, man. when you have God on your side. Well, God, you see, God's promises never left. God was talking. God. Uh, talk to Israel, even though the the covenant has switched to the Gentiles in the whole world, which we might get into a little bit later. But the thing is, is God is, is he's still doing something with Israel. He still wants to do something special with them. But it's just sad that they've, you know, rejected his Messiah, God's Messiah to them. Um, and I know that's that's like a whole nother can of worms we'd be opening. But what God continues on here. Now, remember, and just, just remember the recap. Let's go back just a little bit. So chapter 16 was the whole, hey, Sarah thought it was a good idea for me to take on another wife. Okay, now, let's <laughs> pause right there. Take that right now. Okay, Sally, hang that up in a hook in the back of your mind. We're going to pick that up in just a minute. Let's go forward. Verse, eight, verse 9. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant. You and your descendants after you throughout your generation. This is sounding good. Yes. All right. God's coming to promises, right? This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. (laughs) Ta-da! And... I'm going <laughs> to, oh. and here's your gift. Yes. yes <laughs> Get out yeah. your sharpest knife and, and do some cutting. Uh, do some trimming. Yeah. Out, ouch. Uh, so those of you, I'm not going to go into full disclosure of what if circumcision is. Google it. Out about it. Just Google it. No. no, don't Google it. <laughs> okay. It's, it is a, let's, the Bible calls it, the trimming off of the foreskin of of uh, a man's manhood. Right. 
you know, and, yeah. and you know what's really interesting about that whole thing is the fact that it has been it has been utilized through the Bible in many different ways to show one how drastic of a situation it is. Because for a full man to do something that nowadays we do to a child when they're born, right? For a full grown and there's man no to development do that, down there during that no, time. Period. It's that's like that's like a really big ordeal. In fact, I believe it was uh, the, who was the one? There was it was some was it? Uh, I forget the brothers that did that to uh, a nation. They wanted to marry into uh, the the family basically and they said well you know in order to do this you guys have to circumcise yourselves all your men got to do this and and they did it and then the brothers took a bunch of guys and went in and killed and all the men and killed them all. killed them all they were all in pain and suffering because and, they all because they all actually did it you know and and they're like oh yeah well we're serious we want to marry your sister and they were like oh no you guys aren't allowed <laughs> just killed them all you know and they used that that level of of you know process to, uh, right. to basically right, you know now, I mean circumcision was not that was a big ordeal. And for us to look back on that and think about spiritually circum, you know, being circumcised for us, a spiritual circumcision is cutting away of the, the flesh of the desires and the, the basically the sin lust and all. we're no longer connected to that unless we're we actually reach world, out. Yeah. Right. We, we're no longer connected to the old man. You know, we're no longer connected to that when we receive Christ as our Savior. We've literally become circumcised. We, we cut it off. We're cut off from that right. uh, that penalty. We're no longer involved in the penalty of that. And that's, that's a well, whole script, other... Scripture actually calls it the circumcision of the heart. Right. Right. It's... it's Yeah. I mean, that concept is... If you look at what God was saying when he had Abraham go through all this... It's an amazing process of what he was having Abraham do. This is what I need you to do because I need you to utilize this as an illustration of what I'm doing for you and what's going on. Right. Going off of that, though, because I know a lot of people like I know there's been a lot of uh, very adamant atheists or people who are just, you know, dug dug in the trenches against scripture and they say, wow, you know, it's all about genital mutilation and da, 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 da. But hold on, hold on. Let's just pause. You know that thing I told you to put in the hook of your mind? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, let's pull it down. Okay. okay. Hagar, Ishmael, the whole thing about, okay, let's take on a second wife. Abraham, and we talked about this on a previous episode. Abraham did that because he was trying to fulfill the promise through his own his own ability. What? Ability. His own thank you. His own ability. His own oh well, you know, I can have a kid through somebody else, right? Now mind you, I understand it was Sarai's da 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 da. It was her idea. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. That's not the point. He still it takes two to tango here, okay? <laughs> right. So with that, what we see here is we see Abraham saying, No, I can do this. Okay, so it's it wasn't through Sarai, but I'm the one who's supposed to be the father of many nations, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so great. So yeah, okay, so this is a good idea. Thank you, Sarai. Let's let's do this. And then God, the very next chapter, God's like, oh, you know what, dude? How about we cut the tip of that thing off because of what you just did? So I mean, 
think about it from Abraham's perspective, and I know that's kind of gruesome, but this is God saying, listen, I am the one that's going to fulfill this. I am the one who's going to make this happen. You can't do that. And later on in the chapter, very, very end of the chapter, it says, uh, oh yeah, uh, chapter 24. I know I'm jumping up a little bit, but chapter, I'm sorry, verse 24 and 17, it says, (laughs) Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And period, like he was just like... He was he was basically a hundred guys when he did this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like it was it was it would have oh. been a I mean think about it it would have been a constant reminder for a long time of wait a minute yeah okay so God God's got this like God's got this it would be like if somebody quite frankly I mean it would be like if somebody branded you on the arm or on the side of the thigh or something like that with a hot iron. You know, it just, it would be a constant reminder because that, that would take a long time to heal, Yeah. you know, and you're going to feel it for a while. (laughs) I'm just saying like, this wasn't just for, for, you know, just to be gross or something like that. God did it for an actual reason. It was important, man. I mean, it was a very major ordeal and for him to go through that at that time in his life was, that was like, okay, this is serious. Like I got to do what? <laughs> like, but well, yeah, but look at his commitment. Too. Okay, look yeah, at his commitment. And, and again, he was faithful. To, and it, you know, he was faithful to do that and and go through those things. Well, later on, even I mean, to, talking about being faithful. Later on, it talks about all of his servants. If you keep reading past verse ten, it goes into eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. It talks about okay, so it's going to be all of the servants that you bought all of the people in the household, all of these and all of these and all of these. And it talks about all <laughs> of the men and the boys and everything in the household. Right. And this will be an everlasting covenant. So it was also all the people that were following Abraham, whether they were following him for financial reasons, safety reasons, Anybody, or, yeah, anything or spiritual that was associated reasons. With it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, what? Right. <laughs> and so then... Uh, verse 15, let's go ahead and start off. On, or, Hold on. Oh, on okay, verse go ahead. Tw- I want to jump in there on verse 12. I do think it's interesting that in verse 12, it talks about, you know, um, taking care of the kids when they're young. Nowadays, we now reference back basically to this. And that's a lot of the reasons why the doctors do things when a child is born. Right. Because of what they learned from these this situation right here. God laid it out for him, you know, and now the science and everything is going, oh, yeah, now we know why we do these things. And this is why to do this. And, you know, (laughs) now we know why, (laughs) you know, again, a lot of what we do in society and and things like that is is falls back on the Bible. And people have no clue what why we do some of the things we do. And it's right here in God's word. And it, this is why we do what we do nowadays. And because God started all this, this was a big deal. Right. And so it, later on, it continues on. Like in verse 15, it talks about, and I know it's kind of funny how this is like jumping around like, okay, yeah, this is going to be your covenant. This is how you're going to do it. This is going to be a sign yep. of that covenant. And then it jumps right over and it says, Oh yeah, it's, I can see God going, and this is what you're gonna do. And he's pointing his finger at Abraham, and then Sarah, Sarai is like sitting next to him, going, "Yeah." And then, and then right here it says, "As for you, Sarai, 
your wife, and he points over at Sarai, like, <laughs> you're not getting out of this either. You shall not call her, talking to Abraham, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. See, once again, and I, I just yeah, I want to preface this. It. Yeah. He's specifying this. It's supposed to come from Sarai. Uh-huh. This is, and well, now her name Sarah. is Sarah. Now her name is Sarah. Thank you. Uh, and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations, kings and of peoples shall be from her. And, and, and so like, and, and I, I like that next, next part. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. So like, what is he doing? <laughs> He's like, said to himself, I will have a son born to a man. Yeah, yeah, when he's 100 years old. 100 years old. Yeah, that's when and his wife is 90 years old. Yeah, and then, and you know, and, and God's like, no, I'm, I'm serious about this. You know, this is a big deal. And I, I just think, I think it's interesting that, you know, he, again, he reiterates again what he's going to do. He says, no, I'm, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed. Right. I mean, he specified it again and said, no. She's going to be the one and and you're going to name him Isaac, you know, and he goes through this stuff. And And you can tell, though, that Abraham still has a lot of love for Ishmael because right after that, it says, and and God and Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Right. Right. And he's he obviously still cares for Ishmael. And and again, I think that's that's in today's era when it comes to all the stuff that's going on over there. Okay. When Abraham made those choices ahead of time, he created a big rift. He created a big problem. You're with, talking about with, with, with Hagar Pal- and all Palestine that? And, and all the stuff that goes on over there now. Oh, you're talking about oh. nowadays. Yes. I mean, you look at the rift he created over there and they argue to this day of whose land it is and where everything's at and all that stuff. You think about all that stuff and what they've done with, you know, all the stuff going on over there. And That's mentioned back in chapter six because yes. God te- or the angel that comes down to in Ishmael 16, yeah. talks about how he's going to be a wild man. His brothers shall be against him. Yep. The world's going to be against him. He's going to be fighting. Right. I mean, he goes on it, and on and it, it happened. It happened. Because and it, Ishmael this is, day. Ishmael is the father of the Ishmaelites and all these other nations that Israel is fighting. Today we would call them what? Palestine. The Palestinians. Or, um, yeah. What was that? Palestinians. Yeah. Yep. Palestinians. We would call them. Um, I, 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 some people from Iraq, etc. Like a portion of them. Yeah. 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 Countries I'm just in saying, the Middle so, East. Yeah. But on a side note for this. Okay. The population of Israel is actually 8.884 million. The acreage in miles is Eight thousand five hundred and fifty square now, square miles square miles. So I looked this up. Israel was actually produced in nineteen sixty seven, and same. You mean mileage. they they like officially became a nation? Wasn't the, that is that yeah, when it happened? That's when they became a nation. But here's a side note on this: it's no bigger than New Jersey. Yep, <laughs> you're well, no bigger than New Jersey. It's awesome really? that you said that because. Check it out. God, Israel was was very arrogant at sometimes. Mm-hmm. And God came to them and he said, listen, I did not choose you because you were the greatest of all nations. 
I did not choose you because you were the most obedient of all nations. I chose you because you were the smallest. I chose you because you were stubborn. I chose you because I knew that I could do something great out of you. It just same, same with us today. God is like, listen, I've chosen all of you. If only you'd only choose me. If only you would take up like that, like we just talked on the live cast. If you only would take up that gift that I've given you. Yeah. And act upon that gift. So I, it's, it's awesome that you bring that up because that's perfect. Because God said, listen, you're not. The, the greatest of all nations. You're the smallest of all nations, man. I'm going to do something great through you. Uh, this is still the uh, founding me. It's 290 miles in length. <laughs> it's only about 85 <laughs> miles across from point to point. Wait a minute. So like north and south, it's like 290. And east and west, it's like 88 miles. 85. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's like going from here to what? Waterford or something like that. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not okay, far. The, for, for you, for those of you guys who don't know where we live, in order to get to any substantial store like a a Walmart W Mart or a, <laughs> a K Mart or a Myers or or a yeah anything like that like any large big store, chain. It we have to travel an hour away. Usually, it's about fifty miles in any direction, north, south, east, or west, to, right. to get to some place big. It depends on how you time. drive. Justin likes to drive like a grandma. Okay, so it'll take me about an hour and a half. <laughs> okay, I can get there in a half an hour <laughs> because I know where my gas pedal is. <laughs> oh, man. I know where mine is, too, but <laughs> my truck is so big I can't reach it very well, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amen. So, okay, so Abraham didn't believe God. And then he, so he continues on and he's like, oh, nope, Sarah's going to change her name. And God talks about Ishmael and says, okay, listen, I've heard your prayer about Ishmael. I know you care about Ishmael, but my covenant will be established with your son that's coming, which was Isaac, or if in the Hebrew, it's actually called Isaac. And uh, whom Sarah, once again, shall bear. God said this to him, like, I mean, it sounds, honestly, it sounds like a father that is like, not necessarily reprimanding but his, his son, but like really trying to drive a point home. <laughs> it's from Sarah. Oh, Abraham, it's from Sarah. Yeah, Sarah it, it, Abraham? Nope. Sarah. It's Sarah, it's Sarah. <laughs> it's Sarah, Abraham. Oh, yeah. By, well, who is it from, Abraham? Sarah. So, and then obviously it, it ends there and says, okay, Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. That very same day, Abraham was circumcised and his son Ishmael was circumcised and all the men of his house born in the house or brought with money, I'm sorry, bought with money from a foreigner were circumcised with him. Yeah. So like, amen. and and this is... It, it, just so everybody understands, like, I know we're, we're talking about this. It seems, uh, I know guys are probably more affected by this <laughs> like, than the girls. Like, <laughs> ah. like, I read the 13, and I'm like, I'm kind of cringing. Like, right, oh, 13, right? I could not imagine being 13. Yeah, and my dad I, could, going, I couldn't imagine that, doing hey, that to my boys. Hey, hey like, Ishmael, oh, you know what? Go go to the shed and get my really sharp knife. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Dad, make sure this is you sharp. Know. All right, I see what happened to you. Just make sure. <laughs> like, uh, well, let me really? take that knife for we you. Hold on, buddy. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and Abraham did want his house to be blessed and he wanted God to bless his house. And that was the most important and prominent thing 
that was going on. And he knew that if he did what God told him to do, then it would be a, it would be a big ordeal. And, and that's what this whole chapter is about. It comes is, back to is, faith. It comes trust. to faith and trust into what God, God said he's going to do it. All right, then let's do this. Because God said, if we, you know, follow him and do what he wants us to do his way, it wasn't Abraham's way. It was God's way. Then he knew he was going to be blessed. And right. that right there, I think is, is one of the things you can take away from this chapter is if you do things God's way, not your way, not the way that some other guy says, but if you do it the way the Bible says and you trust in God and you say, you know what, God, you told me to do this this way. I don't care what the world says, but just like Daniel did, Daniel, God told Daniel to pray. And so he prayed no matter what the world said, he was going to do it. Right. And so it, it, no matter what the world tells you to do, if God tells you to do something and the world says don't, you better do it God's way if you want to be blessed. I think that's perfect. If you want to be taken care of. I, I've been studying a lot with, um, uh, there's another ministry out there, guys. I brought them up many, many times. So please, please check out their channel on YouTube. Uh, it's called Little Light Studios. Yep. Yep. And they're, they are spectacular. They bring up so Great much good stuff. But yeah. they work on what's going on today in Hollywood, in media, what right. what is affecting. And one of their major things that they talk about is this. And, and the, trust me, I'm, I'm trying not to, to birdwalk here. So <laughs> the thing is, is they focus. One of the things that they focused on is a lot of new age Jesus. And I say Jesus plural because there's a lot of. Big name churches, and that's all I'm going to say is there's big name churches, big name pastors who are out there who are trying to sell a specific kind of Jesus that is, quite frankly, when you read the Bible, it doesn't match with the Jesus that they're talking about. And and, and I'm just saying, you're talking about, okay, you have to do it the way I'm telling you. You have to do what I'm telling you to do, how I want you to do it, and when I want you to do it. You have to do all those things because God, you know, doing it God's way. And all I'm saying is, is in order to understand what God's way truly is, we can't, we have to get it from the word of God. And that's, that's it right there in a nutshell. We need to make sure we read the Bible, study the Bible and, and study to show thyself approved workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's doing it yourself. That's not depending on somebody else. That's using God uh, and his spirit to guide you through his words. Right. And and use the word to deal with the word. And you basically study it just like you would anything else. You study it and it will explain itself. And I think if we if wrapping this up tonight with this little bit of study here and what we've done, what we've learned from Abraham, I think to be the friend of God and to be uh, somebody that we want to be like God and we want to take God serious and we want his blessings on us like Abraham had his blessings, then we need to take God seriously with his word, study it, learn it, find out how God wants us to live our life and how he wants right. us to do things and make that decision personally. Don't depend on other people. Let God be true and every man <laughs> a liar. That's what the Bible says. So depend on God, trust God. And that's what this chapter is mainly talking about. Put your faith and your trust in God and do it his way and all the other stuff will just go away because 
it says in the Bible just to focus on him and all the cares and worries of the world just go away. So that's a, that's a perfect way to cap off because it's not that everything will be perfect if you follow him, but the fact is is God can work in your life when you follow him and you keep like like Abraham, he kept yep. the covenant the way that God told him to keep it, exactly. which in this case was cir- circumcision, yep. the whole family, everybody. And he did it the way God told him to do it, when he told him to do it, how he told him to do it. And through that, Isaac was born. Correct. God kept his covenant. That's right. Right. And that's it. That's awesome. Awesome, guys. Uh, Mike, could you lead us out in a quick word of prayer? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Lord, for the wonderful evening that we've had. Thank you for the time that we got to spend uh, looking into your word. Thank you again so much for the blessing of being able to do this. Lord, I pray you would just use our words to influence and inspire other people and help people to follow you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, uh, this has been Justin. This has been Sully. This has been Mike. Thanks for visiting us, guys, and we will talk to you later. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know you can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast. Podcast? What are they, fishing for whales? Listen, folks, just look up Biblical Chili anywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find them out there. And until Lord willing, we'll see you again. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye. Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.